Welcome everybody to another episode of Are We Rolling? I'm Kyle. Yeah. Not even going to introduce yourself this nah, time? they know by now. Okay, good. Uh, so we're back with another episode on the, just about on the eve of Royal Rumble weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. NXT TakeOver, Royal Rumble. There's also two New Japan shows this weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. Raw Raw twenty five, which the less said the better. <laughs> there were a couple cool moments, but yeah, that was about it. <laughs> the two venue thing was a bad idea. Yeah, I think really what what would have been smart would have been doing the first hour at the Manhattan Center, and then for the Brooklyn crowd you have them do the the main event tapings mm-hmm. in between commercials and then have meet and greets and stuff at the Manhattan Center for the rest of the night but or do a like a, a 4 hour special and you do most of the 3 hour raw at the Barclays Center okay and then the the fourth special hour is all at the Manhattan Center and that's when you have DX and Undertaker and all that shit come out. Yeah, but do we really want a four-hour show? <laughs> I'm saying for the live crowd. Yeah, for the so live the people crowd. could show up to the Manhattan Center and not have to sit there and like so they know what they're getting themselves into rather than buying super expensive tickets and seeing what was it like twelve minutes of shit. Yeah, it was something like that. And yeah, the apparently they had a couple decent. Decent, like, talent, but just weirdly short matches. Like, they had Mustafa Ali versus Lince Dorado. But that wasn't even televised, right? Yeah, that, that was just for the crowd. Yeah. Between commercial breaks. So it was, like, a three-minute match. And then Hideo Itami and Akira Tozawa against Gulak and Nice. And that lasted 90 seconds. The fuck? Was it a roll-up? Uh, they brawled to the back. <laughs> and then came back out later and then finished the match. <laughs> That's when those we want refunds and bullshit chants they could videos have been, were starting. <laughs> was during that. They could have been running wrestling matches during Raw. They could have, but they wanted everybody to see the screens. So have shit on the screens. Give you a chance to watch both. Yeah, it's it was it was a little bit poorly executed, but I'm trying to stay positive this this episode because um, it ended up being a really good episode of 205 Live on Tuesday. Uh, a fantastic uh, Mustafa Ali versus Cedric Alexander match. I know you haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But, yeah, not yet. But have a yeah when whenever you guys have a chance to watch that go out of your way and check that match out because it was really good um, I believe you but yeah Royal Rumble is this weekend but actually before we get to the, the Rumble talk um, we were gonna record yesterday but you decided to play play a game oh yeah yeah. so since everybody how, how was it since everybody loves it so much uh, Dead by Daylight talk yeah yeah <laughs> 
So they released the Saw chapter, which is pretty cool. So the there's a new killer in the game, and it's um, the pig. So oh, it's the pig. So it's not Jigsaw. No, it's not it's Jigsaw. Okay. So basically, the way it works is, and I believe the character's name is Amanda from Saw Two, and it ends up. Okay, spoiler alert. These movies came out a decade ago. Yeah. Um, the survivor of Saw Two ends up working for Jigsaw. Okay. Um, and that's that's her in the pig mask and the like red robe that kidnaps the people for for Jigsaw. For Jigsaw. Okay. Um, and the way they made it work is that so she's got like a blade in her sleeve, and you can crouch in the way. So typically, how the game works when there's the killer near you, you hear a heartbeat or some noise. And that's called the terror radius, so you know yeah. the killer's near. If she's crouched, she has no terror radius, so she can sneak up on you. Michael Myers has the same thing uh, when the game first starts, because he's got these tiers that he can level up called Evil Within. And okay. in Tier 1, Evil Within, you can't hear him unless he's like right on you. Because um, the idea is that he's supposed to be stalking you, as Michael Myers does. That makes sense. Um, as you stalk people, you power up to Evil Within. You move slower, though, and you don't have a lunge. Okay. So as you level up to Evil Within 2, then you move uh, faster, you have a bigger lunge, and then if you get up to Evil Within 3, which doesn't last forever, um, then you down people in one hit. Okay. Where you previously, you need to hit them with two. Um, anyway, so the pig, when she's crouched, you can't hear her coming, and she has this crazy lunge ability that's super fast and goes super far. Okay. Um, so pretty much, if unless you're right by something to juke around, you're gonna get hit. Okay. So it's kind of it adds a, a big jump factor, and it makes the like growl noise that they made in the movies. So that's oh. like a, an aspect from the movies they put into the character in the game, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, because when when they announced it, like we, I was worried, like, okay, is it all just gonna be traps? Since it was. Because they announced, like, Saw, so everybody thought it was going to be Jigsaw. Yeah, so the way that that works is that um, every killer has a special ability, and that Crouch, which is technically this um, killer has two special abilities, because the Crouch ability is she's the only one that can do that, Um, but her other one is she has four reverse bear traps, which are the thing, the the infamous um, head trap from Saw. Yeah, yeah. So thing that like it's in it's in your mouth and like when it goes off it blows basically just rips yeah. your head apart um once she downs you she can put this on your head and as soon as a generator gets done after it's on your head the timer starts going down oh cool so it's the idea is is it's supposed to slow down the game so you see somebody and you have like these little icons on the bottom left corner you can see when somebody's got it on their head because there's a clock around them okay but so if you want to be smart about it and save the people, you got to wait to finish your generators, which you have to finish to get out. Yeah. There's five generators. You have to finish all five to open the exit gates. Um, you have to wait until they get it off their head, or you can be an asshole and finish your generator and start the timer. So you can get it off by there's, this is where jigsaw comes in is that there's these jigsaw boxes all around the map. There's like four or five of them. I think okay. there's five of them. One of them has a key to get the head set up. So you got to okay, run to so all you these. You got to find. Yeah. Okay. And you can see like the outlines of them when you have the head trap on. Yeah. Um. So you got to run around and do your skill checks, and at the same time, the killer can see all these things too, and the killer is gonna know that if you get 
picked up and saved, you're going to be running around trying to get that off your head. Yeah. Kill, the killer wants to stop you from getting it off your head because then that means people are going to start doing generators. Yep. Or if people finish a generator, you don't want to get it off their head because it's going to kill you. Makes um, sense. And you have four of those. So that's one, theoretically, one for every survivor. Or if you want to put it on the same guy like fucking four times, you can do that too and waste them. But yeah. the other thing about them is that you can't escape through the exit doors with them. Oh, that makes sense. So let's say all the generators are done. You still have a trap left and you throw one on a dude's head. Um, they have to get it off before they run through the exit gate. Because otherwise, as soon as you get through the exit gate, it goes off automatically. Okay, so it would kill you anyway. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. You can get the hatch, though. Like, once everybody's either dead or escaped and you're the only survivor left, or there's a hatch that'll randomly spawn in the map somewhere. Yeah. And you can jump through it and escape. You can do that with the headset. Okay. That makes that makes sense. So, yeah. And there's a new map. The It's called, like, the Meat Plan or something. But it's got all the, like... It's got a bunch of famous scenes from the Saw franchise. So, like, there's the bathroom from the original one. Okay. And there's two dead bodies in there. Oh, cool. And I then like there's... a little touch. Yeah. So, there, like that. there's um, things like... There's, like, three or four of those. So, like, there's one where, like, a dude's, like, up on a thing. And he's, like, completely frozen and, like, just shit like that. So, you see um, there's some fan service in there for for Saw fans to yeah. get into it and, and play the new map. It definitely made me want to watch the movies again. But conveniently... They took them all off Netflix, which they were just all on Netflix yeah. like a month or two ago. And I didn't want to watch them back then, but now I'm now I'm re-intrigued. I've only seen like one through five, maybe. Okay. That's I saw five in, five more than I've seen. So. I've seen I saw five in theaters, and that was the last time I saw saw, saw I watched a saw movie. <laughs> it's always weird sometimes with things like that. It's like, okay, that that sounds weird. Like I saw saw. Like, uh, I know what you mean. They did a joke like that in the office. Of course they did. We do what we, they did in Saw. Like, have you seen Saw? And Dwight's like, of course I see Saw. Who doesn't see Saw? <laughs> ha! That's that's pretty dumb. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, we're going to try to keep it a shorter episode. Yeah. And as we... I probably just jinxed us of maybe because <laughs> every time we say oh yeah it's gonna be a short episode an hour and a half later oh shit it wasn't a short episode i gotta uh, make trivia maybe yeah i know if i decide to go yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go so i might go yeah we'll see i kind of uh, want to drink beer and i don't have any but i also have to work tomorrow yeah and we went and got a couple at the brewery i had two and the next day i had to go to work and i was actually hung over weird i get if i drink if i don't drink very much i'll get like more there's a sweet spot so like if i have like one or two beers i'll feel it the next day but if i have like six i'll be fine <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all yeah but if i have like 12 i'll feel it but like yeah if i have if there's like this sweet spot i have to like actually get a buzz going <laughs> okay so you'll feel it monday then Maybe, but so I also didn't eat much that day until I had like a steak when I got home, but I think okay. it was too late. The alcohol already hit me too hard because it was, and it's always with like IPAs and shit. Like, yeah, the, the richer, more, yeah, the yeah. more, the slightly, I don't know, the more fancy, I don't want to say fancy because I wouldn't say an IPA is fancy, but like yeah. not a light beer. Yeah. It's all, it's always more he heavier. Like, yeah. Like yeah. two Budweiser's probably won't give me, I don't know. They might fuck. 
It's hard to say. I'm not, I don't really want to roll the dice. Yeah. But chances are, if we go to trivia, I'll probably have one or two, and then yeah. I'll be hung over tomorrow because I got to work because of the fucking snowstorm. Yeah, the snowstorm was kind of awful. And, like, because of it, that's why we watched Raw live. Yeah. And that was, like, it was just a reminder why we don't watch Raw live. The coolest part was the very beginning when Stone Cold came out. Yeah, the coolest part, and, like, to me, like, a little, like, little kid nostalgia mm-hmm. um, when... The X- APA stuff was funny. The APA stuff was kind of funny, but t- for me, like, one of my, like, little... Yeah, it was just a little nostalgia moment uh, when uh, X-Pac's in there, in the ring, and they're chanting one, two, three at him in the Manhattan Center. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's that's cool. I like the fact that they did that. And you could even tell he was like feeling it a little oh yeah i mean can you imagine that's the building where like you know i like it all started like he blew the fuck up because he beat razor ramon there yeah and also all right guys why are we still calling him razor ramon yeah like we know he's scott hall yeah and i'm pretty sure he was scott hall longer than he was razor ramon Uh... from like 90 six to to like 2001 yeah i think so because he was only razor from like 92 to like 96 yeah so it's four like four years yeah and that's that's scott hall and wcw and that's not counting tna and his return to wwe and like like we we know he's fucking scott hall like let's just call him scott hall yeah yeah, and it's like, oh, and as, even as I said, uh, when when he came out, it's like, oh, I've seen that jacket before. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you wore that jacket at Palooza. I think cool. that's just his jacket, man. Yeah, that's just his jacket. He's got two of them. <laughs> it's cold out. We saw both of them. Yeah, I'm gonna put my fucking my Scott Hall jacket on because yeah. that's what I have. Yeah, you know, fair enough. If I had my own jacket made for me, I'd probably wear that too. Yeah, it's a cool jacket. Then again, I don't wear, I don't just like wear my own t-shirts. I have a lot of Dustin t-shirts and I only wear them at shows sometimes. I don't even really do it much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like you end up wearing some other t-shirt that's kind of like yours, but not (laughs) (laughs) as you're in a Friday the 13th t-shirt. Yeah. I have not your Friday the 13th t-shirt. I have three Friday the 13th t-shirts and that's not counting the one with my face on it. So I have four if you count the one with your face on it. My yeah. my wrestling shirt. Yeah. Uh but so yeah, uh NXT Takeover. I actually just watched this week's episode of NXT, so they kind of announced the two matches that are going on the pre show, actually. Uh and it's Nikki Cross versus Lacey Evans, uh, which could be decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the return of TM61. That's going on the pre-show? That's going on the pre-show. Well, because the main show is... I think it's Lars Sullivan versus... Uh, it's either Roderick Strong or Cassius Ono. I can't remember. The last NXT I watched, I believe... Roderick Strong was calling him out. Yeah. So that's probably going to be the opener... Um, they're in Philadelphia, so they're having an extreme rules match between Alistair Black and Adam Cole. 
which okay. could be could be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Cause... I mean, I don't go crazy for extreme rules matches really anymore, like yeah. I did when I was a kid. Well, I I think but mostly sure good. like Adam Cole's a good wrestler, but to me, but he he kinds to tends to be a lot better when they're when he doesn't have any rules. Yeah. You know, those street fights with Kyle O'Reilly, you know, those those crazy brawls that he had with Jay Briscoe in Ring of Honor. Mm-mm. Like those are kind of his sweet spot. Yeah. So, I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. I just I don't get excited for him anymore. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It is what it is. Yep. Um and then you also had uh I was going to say Kyrie Zane, but she's not on the show. Uh, Shayna Baszler taking on Ember Moon for the NXT Women's title. Hmm. So yeah, who knows how that one's going to go? Yeah, I have my assumption. I have my assumptions as well, and I think uh, I think Shayna's getting the title. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank. You. Well, because Ember's like the good baby face, like yeah, like. You kind of have to have her chasing the title is more exciting than her having the title. Right. And then it's, I mean, it worked for so long with Asuka to have the dominant undefeated yeah, um, champion, babyface and heel. Um, and it seems like they're just going to do the same thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, now you, you can set up Shayna versus a except, rematch. Except versus... Shayna's not undefeated if you count the Mayon Classic. Which I think they're going to point out in the first program might be her versus Kyrie Sane, which um, I'm not going to complain about because the match was pretty good the first time. So Right. And then you can get that, you can erase that right away by just having Shayna go over. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, and then for the tag titles, Authors of Pain versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Not Red Dragon, but Red Dragon. Right. It's definitely Red Dragon. Yeah. But not by name. Yeah, not by name. The Undisputed Era, which is such, still such a dumb name. Like I like I like how they work it into promos. Yeah, that like the Undisputed Era has begun, but it's like that's that's not a cool faction name. That's a cool tagline. I think it would have been better if their faction was just called Undisputed. Yeah, because then you could like use that Undisputed Era has begun, and it's just they're undisputed. Right. That's a cooler... I think just Undisputed. Like, yeah. And then they'd just be like, we're the Undisputed best. Yeah. It's not up for dispute. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be well, my catchphrase. Hey, it's not up for dispute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, put but, that on the t-shirt. Yeah, put... <laughs> it's not up for dispute, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you have to add the bitch just in case. Yeah. Just for extra emphasis. WWE wear. Authentic wear. Authentic. Uh, and then the main event uh, probably has potential to be the best match of the entire weekend, I think. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. I agree with that. Yeah. And it could go so many ways because Ciampa is chomping at the bit to come back. Oh my god, why are there so many puns? I think it's supposed to be Champa, to be honest. Whatever I always hear yeah, people call him Champa. Yeah, it's Ch- it's Champa. 
Champa is chomping. It doesn't work. It doesn't work as well. Doesn't work as well. Yeah. Anyway, Champa is uh should be it's around that time that he could be coming back. Yeah. So is he gonna come back and cost Johnny Gargano the match? Is he gonna is Gargano gonna win and he's gonna be the guy that comes out and ambushes him like yeah, Kevin yeah. Owens did to Sami Zayn? Yeah. Are we gonna wait and have Gargano get to the next takeover where I would guess he's gonna face Adam Cole and have Champa screw him there? Yeah. Who which, knows? Which I mean that could be Yeah, because I, I don't think they've officially said that the Aleister Black versus Adam Cole match was for the number one contenders, but it's pretty much for the number one contenders. It seems like it should be because yeah. what do you do with either of those guys exactly after? Like honestly, uh, Shane and I were talking about this last night. I would not be surprised if Adam Cole wins that match, and then you see Alistair Black either in the Rumble or on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, like, I could I could agree with that. All, like all he needs to do to come in there is make that entrance and knock somebody out, and you kind of have a you have intrigue going oh my god yeah Yeah. for sure is what i meant to say yeah uh but yeah you can go so many ways and it's like yeah do you have champa come out and cost him the match because then for the mania takeover that could set up champa versus gargano there or with you know cn versus adam cole I don't think they do CN and Adam Cole because they're both heels. That, yeah, that is. So, so maybe you do Gargano, have Gargano. It seems like for Adam Cole to get it, Gargano's got to get it. Um, either that or Aleister Black has to get it. Yeah, which I, I wouldn't be. But how long are they going to wait to put it on Adam Cole? Because it's like the Undisputed Era is like this new faction in NXT and they're you know kind of cleaning house yeah because i I it seems like they they're they need the title to be on on them especially with um fish and o'reilly having the tag championships yeah Yeah, because i think the the visual that you want to leave the the mania takeover with is (coughs) cole fish and o'reilly all with titles yeah celebrating in the middle of the ring yeah but yeah, it's, it's the problem is how how do you get there? Yeah, and I think so that that's what brings me to thinking maybe they'll save Champa for that. Maybe. Yeah, because it wouldn't be yeah because you don't want to rush him back either mm-hmm. because like you have that ready made storyline. Yeah, you could do it at any time. Yeah. Um, because what did he do? He tore his ACL. Yeah, he tore his ACL. So you might was, as well give him as much time to recover yeah. from that as possible. Yeah, because you're already yeah you already have one guy coming back in Shane Thorne from a knee injury, so you don't want to inundate it too much and have push these guys back in. Even though you know NXT has a little bit easier of a schedule, but. Yeah, it's still a WWE schedule, so well, they're still re- wrestling. Yeah, regardless of how easy your schedule is, even if you're just on the indies, yeah, like and you're wrestling on the weekends, and you come back, you try wrestle from an ACL tear too early. Yeah, I mean, you have potential to 
you're, you're essentially like just one weird bump away from fucking up your knee again. Like in Rollins came back too early and look what yeah. happened. He got hurt right yeah, away and it almost again. put the mania stuff in jeopardy. And honestly, he, I, if I were guessing, he probably shouldn't have even been wrestling then. No. Cause I think even when he came back, the test said he was at like 75% normal function. Yeah. And they were like, no, that's cleared. It's like, but but it's seventy five percent. Yeah, like, but but in all in all he did was try fall down with Joe, and he twisted his knee just a little awkwardly, yep. and it, it like everything was tender, you know, nothing was uh, completely healed. I mean, that's yeah. the thing with these injuries is that uh, you gotta you gotta do it right. You can't just rush back. And yep. I know like Cena is fucking Superman with those injuries, but he follows a a rigorous rehab and training um, yeah, he, program he, he starts rehabbing before he's supposed to yeah and even then means, cena's yeah. probably had some times where he came back probably before he should have yeah well and it's just well it's actually the his uh his pec tear like they were really smart about it and yes he came back for the rumble mm-hmm. but he didn't really wrestle a full schedule until wrestlemania right like he did short raw tag matches where he wasn't in the ring much and like one match that february and then a lot of promos and stuff leading into wrestlemania right um did they do that with rollins like he did the mania match and then did they take it easy with him at like moving after that they yeah they did well (laughs) I think they tried to, but Seth Rollins is just can't help himself sometimes and yeah. just decides, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like, even even though I'm just going to do this run-in, I'm still going to try and do a springboard, you know, knee from the top. And it's like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I get, like, every time I watch Rollins wrestle, like, I think it was just on Raw or the last Raw where he was selling the shit out of his knee and I, yeah. I was just thinking i don't remember them doing anything to his knee yeah yeah it's just oh it's just still fucked up is it just sore is it acting up like it's possible i don't know that shit's scary and like yeah. ain't it could happen at any time yeah i mean like everybody's had at least minor injuries yep. in, in wrestling like i've had like a couple concussions um I'm pretty sure I've had something torn in my shoulders yeah. before I even like fucking started just training and I just ignored it. Yeah. yeah you just ignored it. And it's like, nah, nah, I couldn't I hold doing it. I couldn't hold any weight on my shoulders at all. Like, um, I couldn't do a handstand. Oh really? It was that bad. Yeah. Um, and it was in both, uh, part, one of the problems was my bicep tendon was dislocated for like, two years yeah because nobody knew what was wrong with it i went to a doctor and told them uh, the pain i thought um the pain was mostly in my forearm for that and i've had that pain before when i first started like going to the gym and stuff i didn't know what i was doing so i pushed it too far and fucked up my tendons and got what i thought was tendonitis yeah um which i mean i probably i probably did i think my tendons are well i had some i had a friend who was like a masseuse and like she grabbed my arm and tried to make a joke saying like oh you want to know how to hurt somebody real bad and like dug her thumb into my tendon oh god which felt good to me 
because they were it was inflamed and I wanted them to get massaged. But okay. she said that it was like four times the size of anybody else's. And that was Ooh. that was back when, when this shit first started with me. So I thought I just had inflamed tendons, which would probably lead to them being too big and falling out of place. Yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't until... Um, yeah, I twisted a disc in my back when I was training. That was the that was also a big one. I still feel that. Like I feel it right now. There's a pressure in my back where okay. where that happened and I I went to a chiropractor and like she put everything into fucking place cuz a, a rib popped out. That's how I okay. knew something was oh, wrong. God. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing none of your, you know, major moves end up with you falling on your back or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Well, it looks really cool though. Yeah, that's that's what matters. I got fucked up, but did it look good? <laughs> Gotta make sure it looks good. I have to get my shit in. <laughs> uh, uh but yeah, so so that 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 was NXT takeover, kind of Ooh. a preview for it. Mm. As you drop your vape. Yeah, my vape vape nash. God damn it. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, uh but then uh we've got the Royal Rumble the next day, to which I think I will be the only sober one in the house. Maybe I gotta work the next day, so okay, we'll see. I'll have <laughs> well, light beer, that's for sure. It's okay. Shane and Carl <laughs> will be drunk enough for for you and me. I'll have light beer because we gotta play that Rumble drinking game twice. Oh my god! Yep, I forgot about the other one. Yep. <laughs> hmm. So we've got the women's Royal Rumble. Hmm. Well, I don't have. I could take Monday off because <laughs> I don't have anything going on for most of February. Yeah, which is uh, uh, just couldn't get anything off the ground. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, if we've got two rumbles, and okay, so I'll explain the rumble drinking game for people that won't be able to be a part of it. Uh, basically, we, I think we've got like ten people coming over. Holy shit! Yeah. So we're each gonna get like three wrestlers. So you're each gonna get three. Like we've got, we'll divide up up pieces of paper and you know draw a numbers one through thirty. Each of us getting about three. Yeah. And then w- when your wrestler comes out, uh, whenever that person eliminates someone you have to you get to give out a drink and when your person is eliminated you have to take a drink yes so it becomes awful (laughs) really (laughs) mostly just because people are very vicious and they can tell as soon as people start getting drunk that's the person who's getting the drinks a lot of times yeah we should almost do a thing where if your guy gets eliminated you have to finish your drink no there is enough there will be enough but you need one drink for wait what about shots no i think (laughs) i'm not the one i'm just the one who tells people when they have to drink i have (laughs) no idea what the hell else is going on uh, but no, Shane wants to add a bunch of extra rules, like every time they say both feet must hit the floor. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, or anytime somebody says the road to WrestleMania begins here. Oh, dear God, no. No, don't give him more ideas. And anytime somebody points at the sign, you got to finish your drink. Yeah, that would actually be because a good it's one. really only the winner points yeah, at the really sign. Yeah, it's really only the winner. So you should we should finish our drink when they point at the sign. When they point at the sign. But if some the... fuckface wins the title, like in a in a singles match and points at the sign, oh, you never know. Yeah. Uh, well, and the problem is there are two rumbles. Yeah. Now, all right. So that's sixty drinks that'll be taken. No, double it because that's just in drinks for when you're eliminated not the ones that are given out how how did the ones that are given out work again uh if it's your person that does the eliminating you get to give out a drink oh right yeah but the problem with that i think we've we've got to clarify a when when that happens like if it's multiple people eliminating somebody we should just pick one of those people because you know the big group eliminating mark henry or big show yeah we can't have six people giving out drinks i think in a scenario like that nobody really just the person who's eliminated yeah okay that makes sense uh but yes or (laughs) everybody takes a drink no just like i don't know Maybe well, if like more than four people have to eliminate somebody, then um, somebody's got to like maybe oh if if more than four people eliminate your guy, you got to take a shot. Okay, all right. I don't know. Maybe. I I really hope I don't get Big Show. Well, I don't think anybody's getting Big Show. Is he done? I think he's pretty much officially done. Yeah. What about Mark Henry? Uh, well, I mean, he was on Raw. What about Braun? He's in the triple threat. But does that, if he doesn't win, does that mean he's not in the Rumble? See, they, that was a couple of the other podcasts have pointed out that fact. It's like, okay, you, people need to clarify that Braun's not going to be in the Rumble if he's not going to be in the Rumble. They always only, like, announce half the people in the Rumble, though. Yeah. So you have essentially at least 10 surprise entrants and that's yeah. not and I don't mean surprise entrance as in like Diamond Dallas Page is back. Yeah. Like I mean surprise entrance as like they're just not announced to be in the Rumble. Yeah. So that that leaves room for um people if you lose a title match or if like let's say um Styles loses the title. Yeah, he'd he'd want to be in the he, Rumble. He'd want to be in the Rumble and that would be a surprise thing cuz yep. people would be like, "Oh, he just lost. Now this is his chance to get it back." Yeah, cuz I want to say last numbers that I saw it was 19 uh 19 people were in the Women's Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh so we've got like 11 surprises. Uh and then there's 17, I believe, are officially announced for the Men's Rumble. Right. I imagine there's going to be Braun and Kane. Yeah, Braun and, Braun and Kane, or one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. Um, we'll probably have a couple returns. Yeah, and I think uh, no one from either of the tag team matches is officially in the Rumble match yet. So potentially we could have, like, all of New Day. Well, all of New Day are officially announced. Oh, so, they like... Are- 
the Usos maybe or yep you could but yeah it's like you could what have, about what about cruiserweights no cruiserweights have been announced yet and as of now they don't have anything to do on the show so I wouldn't be surprised if you get one or two cruiserweights in there or thirteen probably not thirteen <laughs> um, I would love to see all of the cruiserweights be in the rumble that's all the surprise <laughs> entrances oh my god i love all the cruiserweights but no no that wouldn't work at all plus i would enjoy plus it. there's only 10 of them ah. what about like fucking jericho <laughs> he's just doing double duty i because he's supposed he's to rest not, he's not out of the realm of possibility that's because the... he was just on raw and he's in the middle isn't he in the middle of a program with naito he ran and attacked him once. So that's all that it's been acknowledged? Yeah. Because I saw all. that. I thought that that was leading to like their next event. Uh, not their next event, but it wouldn't surprise me if... Uh, I think if if he's on the, the Long Beach shows, you should have announced him already because tickets are on sale. Uh, but it would not surprise me if he's on the Secura Genesis, which is their April show. Right, but he could still be a surprise at the Long Beach shows. I mean, those tickets are going to sell yeah, he regardless. Could run, yeah, he this is their second time being here, and they did pretty well last time. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah so much so that they're in a building that's twice as big. Yeah, all you got to do is be like, Omega and the Bucks are here, pretty much, yeah. and Okada's Omega. here. And Naito's here. And Naito, yeah, will I think already been in the country for like a month at that point. Yeah. So um he's doing some like late February shows and then I don't think he's on any of the new Japan shows um early March and it's <laughs> then it's Long Beach show. So I think he's just doing kind of like a month long tour. Right. But regardless, I think it would be awesome to see Jericho do double duty. I yeah, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities because it's Chris Jericho. Right. I also love that he was wearing his fucking Alpha Club, the Alpha Club shirt yeah. on Raw. The fact that he just gives zero fucks anymore. It's like, yeah, yep, this is my shirt. Well, is that considered a New Japan shirt or is it just considered uh, a Chris Jericho? No, it's shirt? uh See, this would probably piss WWE off even more uh because since that's through the like the hot topic distribution stuff, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's technically a Young Bucks shirt. Like, because they're the ones who created that company oh. to, to partner with, kind of be the the, the midpoint between pro wrestling tees and hot topic. Interesting. And mm -hmm. so it's like, yeah, technically the Young Bucks are making I think a percentage off that Jericho shirt damn son and so that means wwe just promoted something that made the young bucks money yeah which is gonna piss them off i bet they're just swimming in cash i think they do okay yeah i mean like that that's got to be a good like little business that they got imagine where that could go like moving forward yeah no it's it's a brilliant thing like the fact that they they managed to get that whole deal made mm -hmm. is insane and from what I understand, the Hot Topic sales for Bullet Club stuff is great. Yep. Bullet Club stuff, yeah, it's apparently really great. And I think through that same deal, that's how uh, Joey Ryan and Candice got their shirts in Hot Topic. And Yeah. 
So, uh, but yeah, you could, uh, so going through the matches on the rumble, like you could potentially see people from the tag title matches, which there's two and there's, that's pretty much the only other matches on the show. Like it's tag titles and world titles. Well, I imagine because there's two rumbles. Yeah, because there's two. There's the two rumbles, and the rumbles got, typically are, are about an hour at about least. An hour, but it's a four-hour show. God. Yeah, it starts <sighs> at six. <laughs> all these fucking like the big four is they're all like Mania takes forever. Rumble previously wasn't that long. Nope. SummerSlam was always pretty long. Yeah, SummerSlam. Well, SummerSlam just always felt long. <laughs> But I mean, like it's it's more it's the longer than a normal pay per view. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah for the big four, for the big four they advertise it at four hours with a two hour pre show, and Mania just goes however fucking long they feel like it apparently. Yeah. Uh, but the other ones at least they try and keep to their time slot. Survivor Series doesn't really get the. This is a fucking four hour show. It did. It did just it? it it didn't feel like it because it was all the the survivor series matches mm. so interesting it was it was a four-hour show it's just it it was just weird it was just a weirdly paced show because well i think part of it is those last two matches were you know styles versus lesnar and then the <laughs> the uh raw versus smackdown yeah men's match which oh were, yeah i blanked completely well everything that happened at survivor series yeah well and that men's that robber's smackdown match pretty much was an hour by itself yeah jesus yeah but lesnar versus aj so right. the show was saved i enjoyed it yeah uh but yeah you uh, you've got usos versus benjamin and gable for the smackdown tag titles um and then rollins and jason jordan versus the bar uh for the raw tag titles I'm going to make an assumption that the bar is winning. Yeah. And then you have, well, let's, let's, uh, let's do the, not the obvious and have actually Jason Jordan be the one to eliminate Seth Rollins in the rumble. <gasps> God, they're not on the same page at all. No, they're not. I mean, one of them's going to eliminate the other in the rumble. This has never happened before where <laughs> tag team champions weren't on the same page as one another. Oh, no. It's such a such an original story. By God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a weird... Like, those those matches should both be good. And the, the Usos versus Benjamin and Gable is actually two out of three falls. Wow. So it should get some time and be pretty cool. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with that one if, like, you do kind of the standard Benjamin and Gable win the first fall and then Usos go two straight and retain the titles. But then Benjamin and Gable say, no, we're... We pinned them first. We should get another shot. Aren't they... They're kind of doing a heel thing, aren't they? Yeah, no, they're full-on heels so we at have this point heel so. versus heel no no the usos are faces now for fuck's sake yeah usos are faces um because it feels like everyone that's involved in the mix match challenge is a baby face now 
I mean, they ex- just got ex- except the Miz. They just got weird teams. Yeah, but they're gonna like they got babyface pops like the Miz and Oscar. Yeah, Miz and Oscar, uh, Biggie and Carmella, which a visual I will never be able to get out of my mind was uh, from this past Tuesday's episode where Kofi and Xavier came out in matching one pieces to Carmella's. Lovely. It was. It's burned in my skull <laughs> right now. It's like, oh, now I see why both of you wear long tights. Thanks. <laughs> well, uh, but it was just way too short, way too short, way too short. Nice. <laughs> Get it. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got AJ Styles versus Zayn and Owens in a handicap match. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know about that. I just I just don't like the co-champions thing. Yeah, I don't either. It would be I mean, I know um Lay Cool did it with the women with the Divas title back in the day. Yeah. Um and it, I didn't work then. Yeah, I don't I think it would be better if like Owens always had the title and Sami Zayn was like, "But I'm the co-champion." That would be funny. Um, I think what's going to end up happening is like Sammy's going to be able to go for the pin and Kevin Owens is going to get jealous that he's not the one that's going to pin AJ Styles and then cost them the match. And then what, are we going to flip Sammy right back? I I don't know. I just, I feel like... I almost feel like it would be happen. better to have just done it as a triple threat. And then you could still you have the, the um, the di- the dynamic of if Owens has Styles beat and Sami Zayn is up, does he just let his friend get the title or yep. do, like do, what do they do there? And then it would also give a bigger opportunity because for some reason I feel like Styles is going to retain somehow. Yeah. Um, just because of the co-champions thing is too weird. Mm-hmm. Unless they're going to go with the comedic like Owens is really the champ, yeah. and like. Sami Zayn's gonna just run around him acting like he's the champ. Yeah, but he but it's like they're co-champions, but it's like Owens is the champion and he's always gonna hold the belt and like there's all that shit. Yeah, yeah, because technically, like similar to how Jericho was with Owens, yeah, except would, for without yeah. like being called co-champion. Yeah, I was gonna say like you kind of had that dynamic with Jericho and Owens already. So yeah, that that's kind of what I feel like they would do if they end up going with um with them winning. But then it's like, do they do Freebird rules where um, it could be Styles versus Sami Zayn for the heavyweight title or the WWE title, I should say. Yeah. And uh, Owens is just out on the floor, not actually involved in the match. Yeah, that's that's potential. I think that's what it's, way to go. How you would do it, kind of like how you know, like New Day does with the tag belts and yeah, any group. Yeah, because of- uh, apparently Kevin Owens might be nursing like some sort of injury yeah i heard so that's that kind of like why they're having him take it a little slow but mm-hmm. you know uh and then brock lesnar versus braun Strowman versus kane so kane could eat the pid yep uh kane's gonna get an f5 uh at yeah. least one i feel like brock is obviously gonna retain 
because I don't I don't think Braun needs the title. No, I don't think he does either at this point. Like uh, down the line at some point, I think it would be good to put it on Braun, but I just don't think he needs it right now. And I think the championship being on Brock is the best thing for it because it like it it's a it's still a fair like still pretty much a brand new championship. So it yeah. doesn't have any like it doesn't really have prestige other than the fact that they say this is the top championship. Yeah. But it's on Brock Lesnar and you got to beat Brock Lesnar to get that championship and that's prestige right there. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And the smart thing with Raw right now is yeah, you have Brock Lesnar as the universal champion and that's, you know, the big title, the title everybody's going after, but Brock's not around that as often. Yeah. So for your week to week raw storylines, you've got the Miz now. Yep. As the IC champion, which like that can be the focus on TV for a little bit. It when Brock's gone. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh I think stuff like that is doing more to elevate the Intercontinental more than Yep, which is a good thing because then when somebody beats the Miz for the IC title, the IC title means something again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Miz is, I mean, like, also, here's the, here's the thing that always bothers me. Um, on TV, probably stop saying you're bringing prestige back to an intercontinental. If you want a championship to have yeah. prestige, stop claiming it doesn't have it. Yeah, no, just say I'm holding, because you can say stuff like I'm holding the most prestigious belt in this company. Yeah. Which it's the longest reigning title. Oh, well in the, well, no, it's the, like the design of the belt. Like it's the only one that hasn't changed. Like it's still, well, it did change a little bit, changed it back. And then they changed back. Exactly. But like, yeah, it pretty much looks the exact same as the belt that Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart or, and even Steve Austin held. Yeah. You know, so it's like this belt has been about the same looking as you know since the early 90s i liked the the other design too though to be honest the other design was fine but i i think i just i like the fact that it has that similar look yeah i mean it definitely works and yeah it's the classic belt and it's the same thing with the what what was the world heavyweight championship up until recently yep. the WCW championship yeah. like that belt to me was always the best one because it looked the same for almost 20 years yeah it and, looked it looked the same and i just think it looked it just i always think that that's the best looking championship in wrestling history in my opinion yeah it it really is because like i get what they're doing currently with like the WWE titles Yep. where it's more of a brand thing than like how long is it going to be until the tag belts look like that yeah. like where they just do a a ufc thing where all the championships look the same yeah but like different colored straps or whatever yeah that would be i don't like that idea but i i don't i can see them doing it mm-hmm. kind of thing i mean they just changed the tag titles to be brand like yeah the the, the blue and the copper, red straps yeah where for some reason, the design looks great for SmackDown. Yeah, it looks great on the blue. The yeah. blue and the silver, but like the red, I'm not crazy about. No, I don't I, think I'm just I'm just not crazy about red straps. Yeah, I think I think that's honestly the big 
problem with like the universal title and the raw tag titles is just that that red leather doesn't look as cool Uh -uh. for some reason um whereas like with the intercontinental title like i like the fact that it's a white belt yeah like that's kind of cool looking I almost think it would be better if, like, maybe the raw straps were black and the SmackDown straps were white. Yeah, that'd work. Rather than blue. Because if you have the, like, raw titles <clears throat> all having black straps, the ones that are blue are going to look like second grade. Yep. Or, like, you know, like, Division Two. You know, yeah. this is this is lesser. But, like, white straps are still, like, the Intercontinental always had a white strap. And, like, mm-hmm. they had the white straps on the women's titles. Yeah. But, like, then you could have the background of the WWE logo be different colors your brand yeah, be the be the blue and the red kind of yeah like yeah or they just all have black straps and that's how you do it by the yeah. background yeah but regardless um i wouldn't be surprised if they changed the tags to uh, like if they want to do what ufc does where like the middleweight title looks like the welterweight title like all the they all yeah. look the same because it's it all means the same thing you're the best in the world at your division yep. whatever you're doing like in the same thing at wwe like it's supposed to be WWE tag team champions like you're the best in the world at the tag team at tag team wrestling on this show yeah <laughs> yeah which is kind of the the little bit of the weird thing like yeah you're you're the best team that wrestles on monday yeah but it is a big roster still it is but it's really it like what four or five teams competing or like each division yeah, doesn't I think have it's about five team five or six teams each if if even that it's closer to four yeah yeah which is still a lot because if you think about it like i mean no that's not a lot but like like cruiserweights you said there's like 10 yeah they're well like on on the last show there was a six man and two singles matches and then we had a drew gulak and an akira tozawa promo so there's 12 people in the entire division currently and that's Aren't there still people that are like not on that specific show? Well, there's still people that haven't been like called up um, from NXT, but that's that's pretty much the entire. But I mean, like you got guys like Grand Metalik. That he he was on the show. He was yeah, the, he but was like he hasn't man. like let's say earlier in 205 Live, he wasn't really on very much. Yeah, but like, is there any guys like that left over? Uh no, because the only one that the only cruiserweight that wasn't on the show hmm. that is still employed, <laughs> uh, was uh well still employed and not suspended. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, was Brian Kendrick who's injured, right? That and Noam sense. Dar, who I don't know where the fuck he is. Oh yeah, I have no idea where the fuck he is. Like. <laughs> Because I don't think he's injured, but maybe he is. You know, he could have had a family thing. There's all kinds of yeah reasons. Maybe they just gave him the night off. Yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, so we got a couple minutes left. So the the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Kelly Kelly. I mean, she might be in the match. <laughs> it would not surprise me if she's in the match. Um, honestly. Oh, probably. But um, honestly, she's I think not the, gonna win. the obvious answer is Oscar. Yeah, I me. think because that's the one thing that always irritates me is when they say this person has an undefeated streak, and then they like 
are in the Royal Rumble or the Money in the Bank, right? And they lose it, and it's like, no, then they don't. Then right, they don't have an undefeated streak. They that's an L. They lost. Shane's home. Yeah, which just in time for us to be almost done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna save us spots. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking Oscar's winning too. I kind of hate the rumors of Ronda Rousey, uh, being in the match. I. I wouldn't. I'm not opposed to her being there, uh. But her being in the match, she'd have to win it. Um. Or now, apparently, she can confront Stephanie, who's being who's going to be doing freaking commentary. Right, women's match. I'm glad to see that Stephanie's on commentary because that means she's most likely not in the match. I think she's going to put herself in the match for commentary. I hope not. It's Stephanie McMahon. I don't know. Yeah, maybe she'll probably be in it. Yeah, I I really I would not be surprised is um, if she puts herself in at number thirty. Yeah. But the, if you do that, Asuka has to eliminate her. Yeah. I think Asuka's going to win. And it's, like I said, it's either her or Kelly Kelly. No reaction. Uh, and then that's, that's who I said I thought was going to win. Oh. Uh, and then uh, for, for the men's rumble, who do you, who do you think? Batista. Yes. <laughs> I I'm thinking more Nakamura. Uh, you know I honestly everything I've heard is that Cena or Reigns are gonna win, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But I don't want to see that. I want to see Nakamura. I wouldn't be surprised to see Finn Balor at this point that's, as well. That's what I was just gonna say. Balor, if Joe comes back, what's Joe out with? Uh, it's a patella thing i think it's like his kneecap kind how of long thing. has he been out uh that's the weird thing i the diagnosis was literally like two to eight weeks so he could be back so he could be back so i so think if he's back i think you have him go after cena to set up that program for mania is that what's supposed to happen that that was one of the rumored matches i heard because it was either that or cena taker yeah, which I'd rather see Cena Joe. I don't think take I, I don't know people. I saw like, what was it? WWE people were like said Undertaker's thing. Like, is that a warning? I was like, that looked like a retirement to me. No, uh, well, it wasn't WWE people. It was just Jim Ross. Oh yeah, that was, was Jim Ross. What is it a warning to himself? Like, it's time for because he said like everybody's faced the Reaper. And now it's time for like me to face the Reaper or something. Yeah, along the lines of that something. Yeah, that was the problem with Monday and the pacing was they cut to commercial and then Taker does his kneeling pose. Yeah. And everything and like for the crowd. And Ico Pro. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Kneel before the power of Ico Pro. Um, and pretty much just kind of does his retirement like right there. Yeah. I, I think he's done. Like that that's what that was. Yeah. And the only match I think anybody would even be intrigued with and it's way past the time for it would be Sting. 
Yeah, and Sting can't do Sting it. Sting can't do it. So And Taker probably can't do it either. Yeah. Because he just got hip replacement surgery. Yeah. And even though people are saying, oh, he's saying he's felt better than he's ever felt in his life, that's something a lot of people say after they get hip replacement surgery yep. until they find out they don't feel as good as they have. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, uh, actually, it was I can't remember what promotion they were talking about, but uh, they oh, actually, it was it was actually WWE of with most of their announcing talent, they're actually good about getting rid of them almost too early before they start getting terrible. Jr. <laughs> um. Because they they sense it. It's like, you know, they sensed it with Jr. It's like, okay, I don't know how much longer he's got that he'll be as good as he was. Right. So it's like we're gonna move Michael Cole into this position, but with guys like the Undertaker, it feels like, oh no no, we can we can keep him going, we can keep him going, but you shouldn't. <laughs> well, when you're cutting them down to just one match a year, then it's like for a while it was like every other taker match was good because yeah. like his first one with triple h that was like the first one that was like what the fuck yeah like what but then, happened but then like the hell in a cell match hell in a cell was excellent was great yeah and then uh what was it lesnar after that yeah lesnar but i mean he got a concussion two minutes in yeah so but like i'm just saying going along with it every yeah. other one uh then he had bray which was fine he moved all right yeah he he looked fine it was just the match itself wasn't and it was outside yeah fantastic in the light which is the the environment was weird for it yeah um and unfortunately like a match like that should have been very dark yeah it should have been very dark not scarecrows and in the light stuff it should have been yeah undertaker should never make an entrance during daylight no um anyway and then what was it after that was that uh then it was rains wasn't it did no he ha- i thought he had one more in between i thought it was reigns i thought it was this last one did he only win one did he only beat bray between yeah god damn the bray match seems so long ago but yeah, i guess it was two years ago yeah it was two point. years ago so yeah because that was the thing with yeah because it was lesnar because he was 21 and one yeah and then now he's 22 and 2 yeah so um so yeah he got he he looked okay in the in the brain match in terms of like but i don't know what happened in the reigns match but like they just did not click at all yeah yeah it was it was too long of a match i think part of it was the fact that that show went on so long yeah i mean like it's you got a lot of good content but there is a limit to where people get restless and it's like okay this i've been watching this show for fucking like damn near eight hours yeah you know if you count if you if you're actually sitting there watching the whole pre-show and then the whole show fuck yeah which i mean this this past year you had to watch the pre-show because the best match the whole night was on the pre-show yeah i mean the the fucking entirety of wrestlemania is almost as long as the intro theme to game of thrones um but yeah any other uh any surprise entrance you can think of fuck um for mania or for royal rumble i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if we see some of those dx guys come in well i mean billy gun's jacked as billy gun um x-pac maybe 
because he got a really good reception. Yeah, Xbox. Which, oh, actually, uh, Xbox is actually my pick for who they should have as the 205 Live uh, general manager. I think that'd be good. And now that I think about that, I think Xbox throwing a party in Chicago for the Royal Rumble, so I don't think he'll be in it. Yo, yeah, that's right. He's um, not. But, like, maybe you get the New Age Outlaws in there and do a thing with the Revival. Yeah, and get the get the Revival to actually beat somebody for once. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I mean, fuck. I mean, what, one year we got Steve Blackman to come back? Which was awesome, but, like, um, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Uh, That's part I of mean, it is I like not knowing. Like, I would love to see... Um, you know my favorites from childhood yeah as you jumped off the freaking like basically you almost hit the ceiling when goddamn ddp came goddamn out. right i did i think he got hurt in that too <laughs> i think he did too. so i don't think he'll be coming back uh but yeah so uh tw- where twitter plugs and upcoming events uh at the scott story on instagram twitter and facebook and then ProWrestlingTees.com slash ScottStory to buy my fucking t-shirts. Which I sold one to some person like the other day. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it was a surprise. Yeah. Um, And then... What do I got? Yeah, I got one show coming up. (laughs) (laughs) It was like this weekend in Forest Lake. Yeah. The Saturday, the 27th, Forest Lake, I defend the MIW Heavyweight Championship against... Cody Rice. Yeah. The now hardcore heartthrob. Yeah, the hardcore heartthrob, but not in this match. Yeah. Yeah. No hardcore. There would be no light tubes. No light tubes. One of the people in the match isn't dumb. <laughs> Sorry, Cody. Love you, but the light tubes scare me. I don't think an MIW crowd could handle light tubes. No. Uh, they can't even get wrestling chance right. And you wonder why they don't like you. Fuck them. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and then you can check out all my stuff at knockdownentertainment.com or knockedoutfilms on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. Thanks.